listening to Go On The Boys. Hello, welcome to Go on the Boys, your topical podcast brought to you by five lads who put the world to rights over the next few months and hopefully have a laugh along the way. This is our first ever podcast. Yes, our first. And without further ado, I'll do some introduction. So, my name is Dan and I'm going to be your podcast host. Next to me is Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Go on the Boys. Uh, yep, yeah, there he is. And uh, next to him is Chris. My boss. And then the youngest one of the group, the baby, Spice. Is Deck. Yeah, well, it's a bit less of that. And uh, next to him is um, Harry. So I was trying to think of actually <laughs> a nickname I could give you. But, uh, there isn't one. I failed, yeah. <laughs> the first topic of our first ever podcast is going to be about dating, about online. It's always been a bit of a stigma with lads who do online dating, but I think attitudes have changed since uh, apps like Tinder come into the market. It's become a bit of a game. And yeah, what's what's people's kind of experience in the dating world? We talk about Tinder to start off with. Okay. Um, well, I've been on Tinder. I've got to be careful with the dates here. Just uh, remember, I broke up with my ex. Don't want to dog myself in. Um, got on Tinder about. I've been on it twice. Started about uh, when was it? Probably about May time. Swipe right, swipe right, left. Uh, met up, met up with a few birds on there. Um, I've actually had a, a girlfriend from Tinder. From Tinder? I have indeed. Um, it was quite a long relationship as well. She was mental. <laughs> Let's just hope she... to say it. Let's hope she doesn't hear yeah. that. Was I mentioned in her bio? Part mental. Do you want to say no? No, I don't. No, no I don't. okay. That would say to be fair though, when Tinder first came out, it was one of those things that everyone, but instead of playing swipe right, swipe left, you had unlimited likes. Yeah. yeah. So you could just go through going like, 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 <laughs> like, 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 like. And then you'd just see which ones they end up liking you, so then you can have a conversation with them. Now that they've limited it, you've got to be a little bit more acute, like, selective, selective about who you go for. How many can you do a day or a week? No, right, there's a monthly plan called Tinder Plus, and. Like, have you purchased it? I have purchased it. <laughs> I went all out. I was, I, was, I was a bit down in the dumps when I broke up with my ex, so I went for the old Tinder Plus. I don't pay for the super likes, though, so not going to happen. Um, but yeah, it's worth getting. I don't even remember a day or like a time period where actually Tinder limited your likes, so that's how long I've uh, been off it. But like, what other, what other apps are out there? Because, you know, I've been in a relationship now for over a year and a half, feels like mm. a lifetime. Yeah. But... I just don't know what apps are out there anymore because it's well, there's plenty of fish plenty of fish that that for me is one of the worst because um, you literally anyone can message you you can message anyone it's like a catalogue it's a bit like Argos you literally refine your search put in height eye colour salary breast size all sorts you can breast sort of size really I'm probably going a bit too far with that one but you can literally limit it down to a T and then you just bang message them like that Obviously, it could be a catfish. Those who don't know what catfish is, someone that isn't who they say they are, um, has actually happened to me once. Is it really? Yeah, it has. Yeah, and that was um, that was through Facebook. It wasn't actually through an online dating site. So I'd actually been I'd actually been added up by a girl on Facebook, and I got talking to her. 
talking to her for a few months and that. And then she tried to arrange to meet up with me. And then someone, luckily, had said that, oh, this person's been doing the same was, for me. So I was informed before I actually met Tina, up with Tina her. was actually Tony. <laughs> yeah. Was it actually, actually a girl? Um, I, I, do you know what? It could have been It could have been my best mate for all I don't I literally, I don't know. I, I was naive in the to think that, that yeah. that person was even real. We're talking on Facebook and uh, dating on Facebook. Didn't your girlfriend message you on Facebook, Deck? Yeah, and, we started uh, off with a liking, liking screen. Yeah. Um, so one night leads to another, and then in comes the messages. I just think that's a bit weird. And I've been with her now for, as you say, nearly a year and a half. Under yeah. the thumb. Under the thumb. You play the light game, doesn't it? You play. It's like yeah. Instagram. Well, you can quote Rich free shit. Free, free it's, a, it's a good way to just see whether the thing is mutual. I think. Yeah. Anyone ever met anyone without actually using an app? I think I've met someone. It's all just gone silent. I think I've met someone twice in my life. Where what, it's not with really using that. an app? Are you saying or? Yeah, I've met someone through a party. Are you talking about going on a date? Yes. Yeah. yeah, like going on a date, like. <clears throat> Like, I don't know, bumping into him in a pub, but oh, yeah, you know, like, get, I, I haven't had the opportunity because I've been in relationships. I don't know, I think, I think it comes to a confidence thing. It's one of those, if you use an, an app, it kind of takes away your inhibitions that you're, and you see things that, oh, they're good, or they're attractive, or they're my thing, I'm just going to give them a like. Or you have that thing of, oh, I'm just going to like them to see if they like me. It doesn't, it takes away from a confidence thing of, oh, I have to go up and approach her. Yeah, you're you know sort I mean? of looking at her and saying, six beers. As part of our dating episode, we ask you guys to share with us your dating experiences. Some are good, some are bad, but we've had quite a lot of interest, guys. We've had loads of messages to go through and some feedback on Twitter, which is good. But we've listed six, and those six are, are in with a chance of winning a signed Troy Dini shirt. And we're at the end of this podcast, we'll choose that winner. So let's kick off. Harry. Okay, who's yours start from? This. All right, so mine is from Daniel. All right, so I'm just going to read out what he's uh, what he's sent in. It says, "I took a girl out at, for a drink in Moons." All right, that's Moons. That's the weather spoons, <laughs> by the way. Classy, <laughs> classy. Um, ended up sitting opposite my ex, who I broke up with a week before. Had told the girl I was single for a while, so just not to scare her away. He says, "My ex walks past, said something to the girl opposite." She said something back. Left it there. A few weeks later, the girl I was dating turned out to know a friend of my ex's. She stormed at me in the middle of Oceana dance floor. So we're guessing he's in Watford here, isn't he? He's in Oceana. <laughs> um, I turned round and she walloped me. She, well, actually, first she slapped my mate. And then she slapped me. And then she stormed out. All right. Ooh. So he's, uh, he's been dogged in there, isn't he? Um, very unfortunate. Yeah, it's a good story. How, how would you react for that then, getting slapped in the middle of Oceana? Well, it happens there every week, doesn't it? Probably about five times a week. No, Oceana. He probably shouldn't have said that he's been single for a while, and then I was, but then I suppose you can't can't guarantee the ex is going to be sat opposite you. Deck, who have you got? This one's from Twitter actually, from Rich. Um, he's on a date in a swanky rooftop bar, and he asked the lady he was with what drink she'd like, and she said she'd like a hot chocolate. <laughs> So he continued to say that this was the dullest evening he's ever had. Well, so, yeah. Well, I should imagine so. That's quite quite the tone's been set there with the hot chocolate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
I think I'm just interested to know whether marshmallows were involved. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. Uh, Chris, you've got one. Uh, who's it from? This is from my mate who's going by the name of Liam. It says, uh, so it was October 2013. I was out in St Albans uh, for a night out with the lads and met this girl who said she was from Hemel. Uh, we had a few drinks and she invited me back to hers. Uh, it was only when we got back that I realised she shared a flat with her sister who looked a lot like her. Uh, apparently this girl that he was with um, had, had only just broken up with her ex-boyfriends and her, the sister was very keen to ensure she didn't sleep with anyone dodgy. Um, she obviously decided that I was quite dodgy and proceeded to lock me in her wardrobe in the bedroom um, until the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is, that is a good one. It's a cracker, yeah. that one. Ryan, who's yours from? So I have a, a mate and he texts me his story and he says, So I went out on a, fr- on a Friday for a boozy one with the lads and I was still a bit drunk the next day. The next day I went to Harvester with a meal with my family and we had this waitress serving me and she seemed to be a good laugh. So on the way out I got her number. The next day I went out to Snakebite Sunday uptown which means that Monday was a bit of a struggle. So I picked her up and we went for a drink. As I sat down I noticed this unappealing smell. Part way through the date I realised it was her. So when she went to the toilet, I text my mate saying, I think she stinks. <laughs> she soon comes out in a strop saying, what the hell is this? And she showed me the message I actually sent to her phone. <laughs> so I said to her, there's two ways. I could tell you the truth, which was actually a lie, or I could take you home. She became intrigued. So I blagged some stories to make her back outside. On the way back home, she asked me to kiss her, so I did, and I drove her back. By the time I got home, I had six missed calls on her from her, and I was thinking, I don't want to speak to this girl anymore, so I went to sleep. In the morning, I had ten missed calls off her, so, so I had to cut all ties and let the smelly king girl down. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. But that, that's the thing, though. I don't know if any of you guys have done it, but you're texting away, talking about someone else... And then I accidentally send yeah, it to that no, person. I've, I've done it many times, especially to my mum. <laughs> <laughs> to my mum. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, mum, sorry. I just think that from that type of story, it's, it's just everything went wrong. You got this girl's number, took her out, and you just think, are you going to sat there texting your mate going, she stinks? <laughs> and she's, he sent it to her. Yeah. And she's come out in an absolute strop. Eh? I'm surprised she, she, still spoke to it. she still spoke to him after. Well, I asked him, I asked him, like, what story did you black? Because he was like, mate, don't. He goes, I was stood there on the spot sweating because she would come really intrigued as to what story it was. <laughs> and she's like, and he was like, well, oh, in the past, I've had some really, really bad first date experiences. And I, I said this, I had this one girl um, who absolutely stank. And uh, now as a, as a bit of banter, only me and my mates will just kind of talk about this one date that was so she absolutely stank. So when my mate texts me saying, how's the date going? I just wanted to reply, I think she stinks as a bit of a joke. <laughs> and That's he got away with one. it. That's quite a good one. And right. he got away with it. And he said that he ended up getting a kiss out of it. And ended, but she a ended up being... Kiss. <laughs> and she ended up being absolute keno as well. She like wanted to see him and t- like oh. made six, like six calls one night. And by the work the next day, halfway through the day, he had 10 missed calls from her. Yeah. In the afternoon, it's like sixteen missed calls. You send her off with a can of Glade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want a Tic Tac? <laughs> our um, our next one comes from uh, from Lewis. He said, "Okay, well, it happened in Northampton on Halloween night out. Hit the club, all dressed in our pathetic outfits. 
I went as a skeleton, standard. On the dance floor, I had a few drinks. Anyway, spotted a decent bird. Didn't realise she had a fella after I'd gone over and spoken to her. Anyway, he started giving it all this and that out of nowhere. He swung for me. I ducked it and threw one back. All right, Lennox Lewis. Um, but didn't realise at the time. I'd probably torn a ligament in my leg. Didn't feel it, obviously, because of the beer. Anyway, this guy ended up getting chucked out and I was let back in. His girlfriend was really apologetic and said he was a tool and she was going to break up with him for it. Ended up going back to hers with, with her and a mate and one of mine. Passed out in her bed. Luckily, it was hers and not her mate because she was a shocker. <laughs> uh, done the business, sneaked out in the morning. When I was sober, only to find out I could no longer walk. Had to limp along the road in a torn skeleton costume with all the traffic beeping at me. Looked like an absolute joke, but it was 100% worth it. I'm sure it was. And he even replies, ha ha, at the end of the message. So I don't know <laughs> if that's ha ha to the boyfriend or whether he's just cat that got the cream. But um, it's a decent one. I just think, I think for that time, of thing, for him to pull a, to pull a bigger on the dance floor and still manage to do the business. Yeah, he's done well, then. He's done, he's that's got to well. be a long relationship because no other girl would have done that. I don't think <laughs> she must have been pretty bored of him. I don't yeah. think he saw her again. Um, I'm sure. And then we do have one final one. This is from Stephen. Um, most recent day, I had, this, uh, had different. Uh, this guy had a different photo up online. Well, this is this is a, a gay story. Had a photo up online. Was actually forty six and, and not twenty six, as he had said. And apparently, only had it up because he didn't think the recent one. Only had what up? The pic. <laughs> had the picture up. Uh, only had that picture up because he didn't think the recent one would get any attention. <laughs> uh, which is a bit shocking considering there's 20 years difference to that uh, anyway picked me up from work and then instead of going for dinner like we'd arranged uh, made me go to Beaconsfield Services for a Starbucks then when we got t- uh, to the till he said that he left his wallet in the car so I had to pay then wait for him to drive me back and then he just kept harassing me afterwards so those were the, <laughs> the six alright um, I think I really like the way um, Ryan's story came out that he twisted that into a previous date he's had and he really wriggled himself out of that situation. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm, a, I'm well a, to retrieve that situation. Yeah, not only to retrieve well. it, he, he cocked up. And still has a bag. Saved it. It saved. Yeah. Yeah, but you got to think of the outcomes. He only got a smelly kiss out of that. Did your mate get the? Uh, no, he get left the, the next morning. Was so he didn't get the works. He, he didn't, didn't get the works. He got let out the following morning and kicked out of the house and sent on his way. He got absolutely nothing. It's like 24 hours of police custody, well, isn't it? <laughs> we're not promoting adultery here. Is that adultery? What's Will that? you cheat on someone? Yeah, we don't want to yeah, that is, yeah, but the only one that's come out with something here is, is Lewis, so I don't know, that's that's up for conversation. Well, I think uh, if we if we take our time and uh, we'll have a little discussion uh, and we'll, we'll announce the winner. At the end, coming up next is our Euro 2016 preview. Obviously, Euros is well underway. Now, group stages have finished, and we'll be just discussing the highs and lows of those group stages. Join us after this. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GoOnTheBoys. You can also give us a like on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash GoOnTheBoys. Right, with Euro 2016 well underway, we'll just do a little Euros roundup with the tournament. Started off with loads of different violence off the pitch. Um, the home nations have successfully got through, as well as the Republic of Ireland. So what's our uh, best game in the group so far, Harry? Well, it's got to be the Hungary-Portugal game yesterday. Um, goal after goal, Ronaldo finally scored, he got his brace. And Hungary have been a, a surprise package for me in this tournament. They scraped through the qualifiers 
and the football they're playing has really impressed me. I don't know about you guys, but I even think they'll win their next tie up against uh, Belgium. Belgium. I, I do think that, yeah. I think they're a great team. Um, Belgium, obviously, have, for me, the best squad in the tournament, but as a team, they're not very. They're not that great. Yeah, yesterday we was watching that, uh, that Hungary-Portugal game, and to check, make sure I wasn't watching highlights, because it was just goal after goal. Uh, Deck, you're... Best game of the groups? Yeah, and unfortunately, Harry stole mine with that Portugal match. I'm one for loving goals going in, so I can't stand a boring game like that England game that was 0 0. Who was that against? Sorry? Slovakia. Slovakia. I thought that was dire, so I absolutely love goals going in. Fair enough. Uh, Chris, game of the group? Well, I have to say, the Hungary Portugal game is a little bit like watching goal porn with all the goals at the start of the second <laughs> half. It loses its excitement after a little <laughs> while. Uh, it's something you have to keep like, a special treat. Uh, therefore, I would say the Belgium-Italy game because it was the first match for those two teams in the tournament. Both like sort of favourites to win it. That was a proper game of football where Italy played really well. That was my favourite match. Fair enough. And uh, Ryan, you're... I, I, I agree with both Harry, uh, both Harry and Deck, and I think that Hungary game yesterday against Portugal was the best game of the I tournament. Think, I think those players look really hungry to win. Jesus Christ. Tars in a pun. I was waiting. Tars in a pun. I was just no, waiting fair, for though, the right moment and, to slip that in. And to be fair though, I was going to tell you, make a comment about Eric Dyer and that Dyer game against oh, England and no. Slovakia the other day. But just looking at the uh, the next round, we've got Switzerland-Poland, <laughs> Wales-Northern Ireland, Croatia versus Portugal, France versus Republic of Ireland, Germany versus Slovakia, Hungary versus Belgium, Italy versus Spain and England versus Iceland. Any any games stand out there for, for anyone? Uh, Italy, Spain straight away. I've got Italy 16 to 1. I've got a five on them to win the whole tournament. Nice. So I'm backing them. Drinks on uh, Chris then when that comes in. <laughs> stand out for me, obviously, home nations, Wales, Northern Ireland. It'd be nice to see one of those get through to the quarterfinals. And one of them will get through to the quarterfinals. Yeah, they will, yeah. But I mean, it'd be nice to see... Obviously, I'm expecting us to get through to the quarterfinals, but it would be nice to see either Wales or uh, Northern Ireland get there. Goals of the group. We said that I've seen not. We, we've seen a lot of goals, but not necessarily from the strikers. Best goal of the group. Sorry. For me, it's got to be Luka Modric's goal in his first game. He took the ball out of the Scott. He's literally 50 foot up in the air on the edge of the box, come down, and he's hit it on the volley straight in the. In the middle of the goal, to the Harry right. had his tape measure up there, That's uh, measuring it. how high that ball was. Um, he might have shinned it, but he's the unbelievable technique. Cinderella, uh, unbelievable technique. Uh, what a player he is. Uh, Chris, goal with the group. Uh, Modric's was good. The only thing I'd have against that is the keeper should have saved it and went straight under his arm. For me, opening game of the tournament, home nation struggling against Romania. You need someone to step up. Dimitri Payet, left foot smashes one in the top corner from twenty yards. For me, that's the goal. Decent. Uh, I quite enjoyed Dyer's. That free, free kick. kick. Free kick, yeah. But after quite a fair few complaints about Kane taking the set pieces and about how pony they are, for Dyer to, t- to stand up and take that and bang it in, quite a relief and fill my heart with joy. Quite reminded me of that goal, that famous goal in, uh, against Greece from Beckham back in the day. I remember watching that. Yeah. I remember recreating that commentary for like weeks afterwards. <laughs> Ryan, I think we'll probably know what your goal of the group is going to be. Yeah, where's Houlihan against Ukraine? Where he's hit the ball on the half volley, just next to the, the penalty spot, put it in the side netting on the right hand side, beat the keeper. For me, it's, it's goal of the groups. Attackers. My goal of the groups has to be the Iceland game uh, because obviously it was last minute and also because of this.
that is uh, that's passion right there. Uh, I don't think we'll see John Motson any day soon uh, reacting yeah. like that to a last minute goal. But yeah. uh, that's definitely definitely pa- not Owen. But you, <laughs> you can't you can't blame him. Like Iceland is the smallest nation in the Euros, ten percent of their population actually being at the Euros. It's a great achievement for them, and I think they'll they'll give us a good game definitely in the uh, round of sixteen. Didn't you say earlier, Harry, that they still got Ida Good Johnson in the team? Well, Ida Good Johnson's still in the team. And um, Zimmerfrain. <laughs> and Zimmerfrain. And I think his son might be somewhere yeah. in there. I think I've read that too. But if we if we just look at those fixtures then, uh, Switzerland, Poland, who do we expect to get through that one? Switzerland. Uh, I'll go Switzerland. Yeah, I'm going Switzerland. Lewandowski has been poor throughout this tournament. Uh, he hasn't been pulling his weight. I know he hasn't got the calibre of Bayern Munich's behind him and Switzerland as a team are really really good I think you should look out for that Granit Xhaka who's going to Arsenal he looks like an absolute unit a player that Arsenal need someone with a bit of aggression and passion and he's only young and misses half the season well. through suspension yeah well I think that's a good thing that he's picked up five red cards it does show passion for the game and something that Arsenal's missing Wales versus uh, Northern Ireland who do we expect to get through that's uh, going to be really tight for the only reason that Wales have Played on the break in all the games so far. We've been using Barrett Bale's pace. What they're going to find against Northern Ireland is that they're going to play against Wales the way Wales try and play against everybody else. It'll be interesting to see how they cope with having to have the ball for most of the game. Yeah. So, so what are you are you saying Wales? I wouldn't be surprised if Northern Ireland surprised. Underdog story. Well, one nil. No, I understand that, but Wales been in their first tournament. They're really going to push for it. I think Bale will get bagging up a couple of goals and and the final result will be two one. But it's always like Wales have. Wales have always got through based on the underdog thing. They've got nothing to lose and they're the underdogs and they've just won their battles. Now who's the underdog in the Northern Ireland-Wales game? But who's the underdogs in the tournament? They're both pretty underdogs. That's what I think will knock, knock Wales through. The, the, the difference is that up until now Wales have been the underdog nothing's been expected of them. All of a sudden, although they're maybe surprised to be where they are, they're now expected to win that game. And uh, if we look at the Croatia-Portugal game... One team stands out for Croatia. me. Croatia. Croatia. They're, they're an underdog for the tournament for me. Uh, France, Republic of Ireland. I'd like to see uh, Republic of Ireland get a bit of revenge on France after uh, they got mugged off last time round. Oh, Thierry on Rehambel. Yeah, yeah but I think for me there's only one winner in that and that's France. They'll have the, the fans behind them, 12th man, and I think they'll come out strong winners. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the shock of the round. Only because France have had a really easy passage so far. All the games have been quite straightforward. They've like, got they qualified after two games. Ireland have already been in that knockout situation. It had to be Italy to get through. And they've already been in that pressure knockout situation against a really top team and they've already won. And that will count for something. Uh, Germany versus Slovakia. Germany. Yep, Germany not conceded any goals uh, so far in the group games. Hungary, Belgium. Like I said, Hungary is has been one of the standout teams for me. They come to the games... Literally scraping, scraping through their qualifiers. Um, they play some immaculate football. They scored a lot of goals yesterday um, in the three-all draw with Portugal. Um, and Belgium, they have, for me, the best squad in the Euros. But as a team, they're not up there. And I think Hungary might be the surprise package in the round of 16. Belgium are England of 2006. Amazing individuals, but they can't play as a team. I love to see the pyjama keeper win it from a penalties. <laughs> uh, Italy versus Spain then on paper this uh, went even match uh, Italy not as good as the team that they've been in the past and probably say the same with Spain who was I think well, it all depends on what team Italy put out I mean obviously yesterday they made six changes to their squad and uh, I thought they didn't really pull their weight it's quite disappointing to see that actually uh, I reckon it'll be 1-1 or 0-0 
not many goals in it. Maybe penalties. Well, I think there uh, there would be penalties uh, if he's going to be one. One's going to be penalties <laughs> in the event of a draw. Well, I've got Italy at sixteen to one, so I'm back in there. They might not have the best team, but they always know how to play in tournaments. And obviously, uh, last game, uh, England vs Iceland. I think we all probably agree that England's going to get. Breaks the, my heart. We might have to knock Iceland out though to get through. Yeah. I'm I love not Iceland. Not convinced. I think that I would have preferred playing Portugal because I know they would attack us. And every game we played so far, every team's had eleven men behind the ball and we've struggled. And I think if we could get teams on the counter attack, that would that would suit us down to the ground. Uh, play the group then. One player each. Yep, I thought about this. I've changed my mind a few times, but I'm actually going to stick with Wayne Rooney. I think the the amount of, the amount of pressure that he had on him uh, to come to the Euros, he has never really pulled his weight in any major competitions. But that new position in midfield, he's got something like over 92 percent pass accuracy, and I think everything has gone through him so far. Not that we've had much to um, build on, but uh, for me, he's been he's been the best player. Look, quite a fan of Gareth Bale. I mean, he can certainly talk the talk, um, and to be quite honest, he can walk the walk as well. Uh, Chris, uh, I'm going to go for the best defensive midfielder I think in the competition. Both Eric Dyer, I think, has been outstanding in all of our matches. And uh, Ryan. So I'm just going back to what people were saying. We've got Wayne Rooney from England, and we've got at the moment Dyer from England. And I was thinking Carl Walker's been our best player. At right wing back, I think the two wing backs have done really, really well at the moment. I think that Kyle Walker's been given that free reign down the right. And I think that Danny Rose down the left hand side hasn't been given that freedom because he's had Raheem Sterling, who we all know is actually uh, that Facebook group that's been set up or the subscription to try and get Raheem Sterling to go home. And we I think pay, that, we pay France to have him exported. Pay France <laughs> to get him exported, yeah. And I think that having given give Danny Rose a bit more freedom there and he'll do a good job. I think that's where we've been really good. He said on his heat map the other day he's up and down that pitch and he works hard getting back and he works hard going forward as well. So I think he's one of our hardest workers and I've been our best player. Uh, for me, stand out not necessarily stand out for like amazing quality that anyone would actually necessarily see. Obviously you've got you've got people like Pyatt, he scored some some good goals. But and Ramsey. I think that he's played up front. Done all right. It's been pretty good. Uh, what was the stats on on him? Uh, he scored. He scored a goal and he's created two. So he's he's had his input in all three. He's got a new haircut as well. So uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we asked uh, Chris to put together his his best eleven of the groups so far. So, uh, so gone I've gone um, McGovern, the Northern Irish goalkeeper yep. in goal. He played really well in the game against against Poland. Uh, Italy defended really well against Belgium. So got Bonucci and Chiellini at the back with Jerome Boateng because Germany haven't conceded a goal yet. Uh, and Robbie Brady just for giving us, like, for me, one of the moments of the tournament last night against Italy. Uh, midfield three, Dyer, who I think has been the, the player of the tournament. Got Modric and Ramsey in midfield as well. I think they can score goals. And a front three of Gareth Bale, Dimitri Payet. And number nine, Graziano Pella. I think it's not been a tournament so far for number nine strikers, but for me, he's been the best for Italy. All right, we'll just go around and just ask one team who's going to win it. Are Germany. Dep. I'd like to say Ireland. Controversial. Which one? I've got... Republic. Republic. I've got Italy at 16-1, to 1, so I'm, I'm back in there. They're a good tournament team. Right. I'm going to go for the home nation. I'm going to go for France. I think they're going to do it and, and scrape through. They don't know what their best squad is yet, but I hope they work it out. I think they're going to do that. And I'm going to put my neck on the line and say England. Maybe. Maybe this is our year. We can dream. We can only dream. Football's coming home. 50 years of hurt. We're almost coming to the end of our first uh, podcast, but before we go, we'll announce the winner of 
your dating stories. So Ryan, who's the winner? His name's Riaz. Uh, Riaz, and the girl that stinks, uh, you've won a signed Troy in your shirt. Not the girl that stinks, but Riaz, you've won it. Uh, we'll get that sent to you as soon as possible. But thanks very much for listening. Join us again next time when we'll be previewing the Rio Olympics. And we'll also catch up with the boys and see if one of them has managed to bag themselves a date and how successful that has been. But in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GoOnTheBoys. You can also give us a like on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash GoOnTheBoys. You've been listening to Go On The Boys. We've listening to Harry. Thank you very much. Deck. Cheers, guys. Chris. Thanks very much. Ryan. Go on the boys. And me, Dan. And maybe, just maybe, England might win the Euros. See you next time. Goodbye.